0: So, I mean, yesterday we had a discussion about what's going on now that we're at the three-month mark of the Russian invasion in Ukraine and, uh, you know, the fact that it's still going on. And I think for a lot of people, the the expectation was that Russia would roll right through, and this wouldn't take long. I think that was certainly Russia's expectation. Um, But the resistance from Ukraine um, continues to this day. And now we're actually talking about ways that Ukraine might win this, which... If you go back to the beginning, I don't think anybody was talking about. But lo and behold, that's where we are now. So um, and uh, perhaps it could be even better than it is if different countries had acted differently at the beginning. Uh, delighted that we have a chance to chat now with former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. John Herbst joins us. Uh, John, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. My pleasure. Are are you surprised, I mean, that we're sitting here three months in saying, you know, this is what we have to do for Ukraine to win? I mean, it didn't seem like that was even a reasonable proposition.
1: I'm not surprised that we're talking about Ukraine winning. Uh, My expectation all along was that Putin was stupid enough to launch a major new offensive. He would lose. But I did not think Ukraine would fight as well and as effectively as it has.
0: Um, When we take a look at what Ukraine has done, obviously they're getting a tremendous amount of support from the West, but it took some time and there was some desperate pleas from the, the leadership in Ukraine saying, we need more, we need more, we need more. Could we be in a different position if, say, the U.S. and Canada and the U.K. had acted differently when this began?
1: The West in general, and the U.S. in particular, has provided Ukraine essential aid, and without that aid, Ukraine's position would be far worse than it is. But it's also true that the West in general, and the U.S. in particular, have been slow, and at times insufficiently strong, and that's true to this day, in providing Ukraine what it needs. What could we have done better?
0: Did anybody do enough?
1: Uh, I think the governments probably did as much as they could, because they saw the danger more clearly than anyone, um, were the governments in the Baltic states and in Poland, which understand, like yeah. same from an existential point of view of how dangerous Putin is. But we, we have not provided all the weapons Ukraine needs even now. They're delaying things. They're still saying no to certain things, which we should have said yes to months ago. And if we had given Ukraine everything it needed um, back Before the fighting actually began, as a deterrence and as a defense of Ukraine, uh, I think the Russians would be on their backs. Right now, the Russians are not in a good position, but they're not on their backs.
0: Can they end up there? I mean, you're saying you believe Ukraine can win? Uh, Does it require more Uh, from the West? And and what are you seeing as an outcome here?
1: uh, When I say I think Ukraine will win, I mean that, A, Putin will fail in his biggest objective which is to bring down either bring down the ukrainian government or to ensure ukrainian government that follows his orders yes that's what he really wants um and i think it's possible that this fighting could end with ukraine to russia in control of somewhat more territory than it was before this major invasion began three months ago but not enough to really control or cripple the country so to me that's that's my minimal um definition of a Russian defeat and a Ukrainian victory.
0: Okay. And in terms of what the West needs to do to ensure that happens, um, are we providing the kind of support, or are are we prolonging this with our hesitancy?
1: For sure. It, It may well be that if our assistance doesn't go beyond what we have decided thus far... Yep. Um, that may be sufficient to ultimately have Ukraine win. But that will mean a longer war and more Ukrainian casualties. But if we provided the advanced weapons that Ukraine has been asking for and all, gave them all to Ukraine now and set up a pipeline to continue giving them to Ukraine, the war would end faster, fewer lives lost, fewer, fewer Ukrainians being tortured, kidnapped, and whatnot mm-hmm. by the Russians.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. John, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate the chat today. Thank you, sir.
1: You're welcome. And by the way, um, the Canadian government's been even more hesitant than the U.S. government, which is really quite surprising, given the large Ukrainian-Canadian community. Yeah, I mean, what... Wh- the government in Ottawa could clearly do much better than it has. Uh,
0: expand on that. Uh, t- tell us what you mean. What, what could they have done that they haven't done?
1: Well, they should have been prodding the United States to do more. Um, I mean... Previously, that's what the governments in Canada would do. But, um, you know, with this major invasion, they've been, they've been slower than Washington, which is really, really quite amazing. Um, Canada has weapons, too, that they could have given even if the United States was not. Uh, I'm not singling out Canada, but you're a Canadian station. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's why I mentioned it. But they have not distinguished themselves. Let's put it that way. Interesting.
0: What's what, what is the hesitancy in the West? Obviously, is it we've been told that they don't want to trigger a larger conflict. They don't want to trigger World War Three. Essentially, is there more to it than that?
1: Um, uh, I think there there was a sense, including in Washington, that Russia was going to win this and win it quickly, and that was a that just shows how poorly informed they were on the situation in Ukraine. Because uh, I'm a one of a bunch of former U.S. ambassadors to Ukraine and other experts on the country who knew that Ukraine was going to fight um, to the end yep. and, and effectively. And that for sure, therefore, Russia would not be able to achieve its big aims of toppling the government and installing a puppet regime or calling the government to heal. And that was clearly not evident in Washington, that, that understanding. And so that may partly explain the initial reluctance to provide the weapons. But then it just, it, they just remain cautious. You keep hearing about we don't want to provoke Putin. Putin's committing war crimes on an industrial scale, and we're worrying about escalation that might annoy him. And it's truly shameful. It's truly shameful. And that's, I mean, that's, that's, it's, that tendency is even worse in Western Europe. But in Washington, while, again, on balance they're doing solid stuff, Uh, they should have been doing more, they should have been doing it sooner, and that pattern still continues. I'm keeping you a little
0: longer than I expected, John. I want to ask, though, how does that happen? Do you like? like if you're, like you're saying, if the experts and the ambassadors and the people who know the country recognize that Ukraine is not going to roll over and this is going to be prolonged and Russia won't achieve their goals, how come we were all sitting here saying uh, the experts anticipate that there'll be a puppet regime installed in Ukraine, they'll take over Donbass, and it'll move very, very quickly. What? Where was that disconnect? How did the leadership not know what you were telling them?
1: Well, I'm out of government, so they don't need to listen to me. Um, why? Why they weren't picking up more from from their folks on the ground in Ukraine? I don't know. But we know we know that you know people um, everywhere, including at the top of governments, operate on biases and presuppositions. Mm-hmm. And there was just this you know big thought in their heads that well, first uh, in Washington they, they they felt all along that China was the big danger to the U.S. And somehow Russia was not such a danger, which was truly a misconception of what Russia was up to. And then there was concern, well, when it comes to Russia versus Ukraine, well, Russia clearly wins. Um, And that fed into their desire to focus on China. Right. And in, in the case of Washington, they had a fatuous objective with Russia from the very beginning. I'm talking about the Biden administration. It was to have a stable and predictable relationship with Moscow. And they used that phrase as recently as early January even as they were saying Moscow was undoubtedly going to invade Ukraine. Now, how could you possibly think a sensible objective is to have a stable and predictable relationship with a regime which was going to launch an unprovoked major invasion? And had been conducting an unprovoked war for, at that point, um, almost eight years.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, John, unfortunately, I'm out of time, but I, I can't thank you enough. Great insight. I really enjoyed it.
1: You're welcome.